Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 146. Now, a quick update. Uh, we are in the final week, the last uh, legitimate week of grading for distance learning. So uh, this is not a video episode, and obviously episode 145 was not planned. It was a bonus episode, uh, just kind of one of those spur-of-the-moment things. So episode 147 will be a video podcast. Now, if you would like access to that video podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. That's where you can get all that bonus content, behind-the-scenes stuff, bonus episodes that are only exclusive, or sorry, that are exclusive to Patreon users. You can only get it on Patreon. Uh, you can also get a shot glass and a Classroom Brew koozie. So two podcast merch items uh, for that membership on Patreon. Uh, so there's the $2, $4, and $7 tiers. And there's also a joke tier. Don't actually do it, please. It's absurd. A huge shout out to James Bynar, Lish Cromwell, Cindy Montoya, Melinda Bradley, Leo Sanchez, and Sabrina Bachman, our new patron. Uh, we are up to six now, so that's awesome. So welcome, Sabrina. You should be getting your, your koozie uh, shortly. And then, of course, the shot glass will be coming uh, in a matter of, hopefully, uh, not too long. But uh, that'll be coming pretty soon. So welcome, Sabrina. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate that. Now, um, <laughs> it's funny. I was just watching Fresh Prince. Been watching it a lot because HBO has it, and it's the best show ever. It's the only sitcom I can tolerate because uh, I actually love it. I don't like the canned laughter stuff, but it's okay for a Fresh Prince. He also breaks the fourth wall, fifth wall, whatever you call it, like a hundred times, which is awesome. But I was thinking about the influence of interest in education. So this was the episode where Will Smith is not into his history class, and he claims it's because they don't study black history. And of course, the show takes place in the 90s, so for sure was happening probably in private schools where they weren't covering it. It was a real topic. And um, I posted a few things because we're covering police brutality, interestingly enough, with the state of things right now going on, uh, it, for our service learning project. And I guess I'm a little disconcerted. I know there's a lot of different variables and factors that might lead for students to not actually engage with distance learning, but I guess I'm just a little disappointed in the, the very low quantity of kids that are actually doing it. Even some seniors that you can tell they're putting in like enough effort to get the pass, you know, so they can graduate and all that, but not fully engaging with the content, even after conversations saying like, hey, you might, this isn't just one person. I don't know if you fully understand the scope of things, maybe because you weren't there when we went over it in person or maybe you aren't reading, whatever. But I'm, I'm hoping that it's a very uh, inclusive curriculum and stuff that we're going into that it, it's pertinent to today. Kind of knew I was a little bit in trouble when I, I posted a, a thing for George Floyd and police brutality and things like that, and just kind of offering a link with live updates and opening up for here if you need me, if you want to vent, whatever it may be, if you don't know how to vent, things like, you know, you offer yourself as uh, an outlet for students with a difficult topic. You know, I can't, you know, communication through Google Classroom is obviously not the greatest, but the biggest thing was like three students at the same time all commented, so what's the assignment? <laughs> Instead of just like, like, that's fine. Just no, it was it was throwing out an, an olive branch or whatever, uh, or whatever you call it. And not that there's anything going wrong, but like offering something. <laughs> so that was an interesting moment. Now it's been a really weird week because um, I got back to my car on Monday and it had been parked there since Saturday, and there was a man's car still attached to my bumper. And um, man, that pissed me off. I took a picture of everything and looked at the damage. We got about a grand worth of damage to the car. The police apparently came out and were saying that they couldn't do a report because it was not $1,500 worth of damage. So I guess 500 bucks more would have done it, but 
Couldn't get a report, but still, uh, they gave me the guy's name and address, and I found him. And if you're wondering if he was an asshole, he was. And if you're wondering if he changed his story multiple times, he was. So he claims he'd been there longer than I was, um, saying that he'd been there for a week, which is impossible because they were street sweeping on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so he would have gotten a ticket or towed. Not possible. Also, when I parked there, I pulled through. His car was not there. I know he got there after. And then uh, he finally told insurance, yeah, I got there Sunday and parked it, meaning he finally admitted that he got there after me, but somehow that's not enough for insurance. Now, insurance is a whole other thing. I'm not going to go into it. I've had to deal with insurance stuff a few times. I've been rear-ended a couple times, uh, and I've been uh, hit and run on my parked car a couple times. Now, the difference here is that this idiot didn't even realize that he was attached to my car still, so it's undisputable that he was uh, hitting my car. Now, he's he got really defensive and aggressive and to the point where I had to say step back because he was literally threatening me and uh, got to the point where I just said, give me your damn insurance card. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And uh, he then threatened, even though he was been saying that, no, 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 it wasn't me, it wasn't, it wasn't me. He threatened to lie to insurance to say that I must have backed into him. Now, let's just back up a sec here. Why would I go through the trouble of waiting an hour and a half for the police to come to my car? locate the guy, find his address, which wasn't a real address. I had to find it and find like the vicinity, uh, the area around it. Go to the trouble of trying to talk to him, ask for his insurance, try to file a claim. Why would I go through all this? It doesn't make sense. Now his story's changed a dozen times. Mine has been the same the entire time and somehow that's not enough yet for insurance. So great, already pissed. So it doesn't relate. It's not really uh, classroom brew related, but just wanted to say, George, go fuck yourself, okay? Fuck you and fuck your shitty car. Moving on. Um, can't wait to deal with the $1,000 in damage to my car. Thank you. That poor car has been hit and run now twice. Uh, I'm going to count it as a hit and run, even though his car was still attached because he's a fucking idiot. But um, this is also the time where a lot of kids are coming out of the woodwork, kids I haven't heard from all of distance learning, some kids I haven't even heard from since, like, first semester. Um, for context, we are nearing the end of second semester uh, by the end of this week here, and uh, kids that are asking for, you know, it, it happens every year. I call it ass-kissing season, you know what I mean? Now it's like digital ass-kissing season. Um, asking for uh, extra credit assignments and things like that. Like, what can I do in the next five minutes to make up for not doing anything for an entire year or an entire semester, whatever it may be? So that's that's been fun. And uh, one of the big things that we're talking about, like planning for next year, and we're not really sure how it's going to look, and they're suggesting that schools can still come back in person, but they're going to do like half the class size and do it in block scheduling. So you'll get half the amount of time, but you'll have like 10 classes instead of five to account like absurdity. Like, like, no, I'd rather do distance learning digital the, as big a pain in the ass as it's been. I'd rather do that than add like two times the amount of work that I would be doing normally just because of social distancing. And not to mention they, so like, my kids don't remember a damn pencil, okay? So I have a box where they can like temporarily trade me um, for a pencil, like some sort of collateral uh, with the hope that you don't want to give up that item tomorrow, do you? Okay, great, bring a pencil, that kind of thing, you know? And they're saying that if they do distance learning, what we have to do is no students can share supplies, they have to maintain like zero, con they don't bring a pencil. You want them to bring supply, like paper? Every what are we supposed, how, hmm. I can't wait, guys, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, it's been an absolute nightmare. Uh, and I also saw that the show Cops was canceled. I don't think that's what people meant when they said cancel the cops. 
uh, not quite nailed it, not the reality show that's been on for like 40 years or whatever it is. But the big thing I wanted to talk about was, um, and I'm not going to out the person at all, but on Facebook, there is, it, I, I can't remember how I know this person, to be honest with you, probably like grade school or something like that. And uh, just the, you know, one of those things, like when you're in high school, you just add everybody that you possibly know on Facebook, you know, and uh, posted something to the effect of, we're too young to be feeling this helpless. Now, for context, we're in our mid to late 20s, this person and I, okay? You know, normally, I don't comment on things, and it wasn't anything very heinous. Like, it was not a bad comment. I'm not saying that this person's wrong. But also, this is some, like, there's an element of privilege here where it's like there is no age to it. So I just commented something to the effect of, got it, but my students have lived their entire life. Like, 96% of my students are black. And then the other, like, two or three percent are Hispanic, Latino. And then we have the other two or three percent, whatever is left over is quote unquote other. So my big thing was like, well, that's kind of a one. Not sure exactly what you're referring to, but like the whole like helpless thing. I don't know if this is about social distancing and the lockdown and all that stuff, but for their entire lives, my students and people of color in general have been going through this feeling of helplessness. So I don't know if this was supposed to be like a feel bad for me. I want, you know, like I want you to make me feel good in the comment section or maybe it's an attention. I don't know. Or maybe it was just a matter of like, hey, all of us. I don't know. One's obviously very positive. One's obviously not so much. Um, like one is empathetic. The other is a little tone deaf, if you ask me. And that's all I was saying was like, my students, that's, they've been living their life like that. It's not an age thing. We don't have or they don't have the luxuries that some of us do because of our privilege. So it kind of goes back to my, my tone deaf episode, because it's really, and I don't mean to have two episodes in a row where like the big, the big thing is kind of a, a heavy moment. I'm trying to make this like a light podcast on um, stuff to kind of poke fun at it. But, you know, it's just something that's kind of, uh, I'm, I'm aware of it a lot more now. I think it's, uh, I've, I've been talking to my buddy Jordan a lot, and I think the biggest thing is listening to people that are in those situations and having the dialogue and being uncomfortable, even if it means that you as a, uh, as a white person are feeling quote unquote helpless, that you can't necessarily do anything. There are still things that you can do, but also one of them is at first being aware of like, Hey, I might feel bad because of COVID and all this stuff, but with everything going on with police brutality, there are people that have a much worse situation that I'm either blind to or tone deaf to or neglecting or refusing to listen to. But I think it's a moment that everybody should take. And if you have someone in your life that you can have a conversation with and be uncomfortable, that's fantastic. So Corridor Crew is a channel I follow. They're VFX artists. And uh, Nico talked with, I can't remember his name now, but one of his directors there. And they had those uncomfortable conversations. Because that's what's important at this point. Maybe you're not in a position where you can go out and do something or maybe you don't have the financial resources to support places, but you can at least have the conversation to figure out, hey, how can I do something or how can I be better to make your experience with me or your experience in my classroom or whatever better? That's all it is. And I'm not trying to stand on a soapbox. It's just this is what I've been thinking about and I really appreciate my buddy Jordan. He literally is a brother to me. Like he and I, he just is family. I've known him for the majority of my life now. Um, I do not know where I would be without him. Uh, and I, I appreciate that he took the time to talk about that because we know people 
in, in circles from when we were in high school and stuff like that, that, you know, we kind of have to reconcile the beliefs of people that we've grown up with, with our beliefs and what we've experienced and things like that. So I appreciate that for, you know, for Buddy Jordan. I mean, I didn't get my first experience with, um, what do you want to call it? Profiling, racial profiling until uh, he was driving uh, his own car, by the way. And we got pulled over because of a, a lower left license plate light, which by the way, doesn't exist. There's only two on the top and we checked that car right after. But that was the main reason was that uh, and, and my buddy Jordan put it as driving while black. And that was my first experience with that. And that, it took me until we were of driving age to actually realize that. So I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm, I'm saying that I'm lucky that I haven't had those experiences until a later time where I got to just witness it. Um, so it just makes me more cognizant. And I, I think a lot of people are forgetting to do that. So it goes back to listen before speaking. That's really it. So. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for listening this week. Uh, next week, we've got a video podcast that'll be coming out. The audio will be for free for everybody, but the video will be on patreon.com slash classroombrew. If you want that other bonus content, behind-the-scenes stuff, bonus episodes and stuff like that, in addition to the podcast merch, you can get that all at Patreon at the three different tiers that we have. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Some of you guys are probably on summer break, so that's good. This was the, the roughest for some people if it was their first year. Oh, my God, God help them. Uh, but this was a, a rough year, so I'm, I'm glad I'm almost at the finish line. Uh, you saw I posted my grading blitz battle station, I'm calling it, where I'm posted up on my couch with a folding table. Uh, and it's pretty comfy, pretty legit. Miserable sitting there while doing all this stuff, but it is at least uh, physically comfy. So that's about it. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and until next week, class dismissed. Class dismissed.